Welcome to the Lifestyle First podcast, discussing lifestyle medicine and making self-care as easy as one, two, three. One question, two research reviews, and three actionable health tips, all centered around the Lifestyle First method, your blueprint for the 10 key roots of optimal health and happiness. And now your host, lifestyle medicine physician and coach, Dr. Alka Patel. Hi, hey, and hello, and welcome to Series 11, Episode 2 of the Lifestyle First podcast. The theme for today's show is I for Identity. Now, last week, I shared with you that one of the things I did whilst having a short break from this podcast this summer was to spend seven days in silence. And one of the things that silence allowed me to do was to, was to forget who I was, to forget about my identity, to disconnect from all my roles and my titles and my labels. It allowed me to not hold on to anything, nothing to remember, nothing to become, nothing missing from me. And over time, being in silence with my own thoughts for company, it also allowed me to do the opposite. It allowed me to get to know myself better, to understand my inner identity better. And how did I do that? I did that simply through asking questions. I asked myself questions. I gave my mind the freedom to wander without pre-constructing my identity. And I allowed my own answers to teach me about my identity. And I truly believe that you are the expert of your own life and that all questions can be answered by yourself. So I'd love to invite you to step into silence, not for seven days, but just perhaps for seven minutes each day to allow yourself to ask yourself questions and search for your own answers. And if you don't have seven minutes, well, try just seven seconds. Just let the questions flow. Some of the questions I asked myself were simply, what's my favorite color and why? What am I happy about in life right now? What am I excited about? What am I proud of? What am I committed to? Who do I love? Who loves me? What am I in awe of today? What is happiness? What do I miss about myself? My invitation is simply to find the gate to your own inner being. Only you can go on your own road with your own identity. And just a few seconds or a few minutes of silence will let you go on that important journey with yourself, accompanied by curiosity and freedom. It will let you know who you are and who you can let go of as you journey towards your own success. So today, today, to help in the journey of knowing who you are, my guest is someone who believes in our ability to live a life of success and abundance through self-empowerment. So the one question that we're exploring in today's conversation is, how does your identity affect your success? 
And to help explore that, let me introduce you to Adele Marie Hartshorn. Adele is a mindful leadership coach, a clinical hypnotherapist, an NLP master coach, a mindful leadership coach, a yoga teacher, and a professional speaker. So many roles and expertise in many areas. Adele, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I love your intro. It's like amazing. Did I do all those things? You are amazing, <laughs> clearly. Absolutely. Now, talking about identity and success, which is what we're trying to zone in on today, I've recently been listening to a TEDx talk, which you're probably familiar with. It's um, by the Harvard psychologist Dan Gilbert, and he's done this very short talk, about six, seven minutes long, which talked about the psychology of your future self. And there was something in there that really struck for me because he says it's really hard for us to predict who we're going to be in the future because what we tend to do is remember the past but struggle to imagine a future. And then when it comes to identity and what we're talking about today, it's really hard for us to think about the identity of ourselves, our personality, that person that we could become in the future. So I really wanted to pick your expertise in this area, Adele. Why do you think? this is? Why is it hard for us to consider a different identity for ourselves, for our future, than what we are today? Such a great question. Thank you. So um, as Joe Dispenza um, says, we are creating the present moment built on either a vision of the future or a memory of the past. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Alka, is that unless we go on some kind of personal development journey, unless we're struck down by a um, an illness or we have a health challenge or we're riddled with something like anxiety and we really do a deep dive into our own psychology and our own beliefs we don't actually challenge our beliefs that are wrapped around our anxiety um sorry our identity which is creating things like anxiety depression or stuckness mm -hmm. um and we don't question why we are thinking and acting and behaving the way that we are. And the way that we are thinking, acting and behaving is wrapped up in who we identify ourselves to be. And the thing is, our identity is often given to us as a young person. And until you do any kind of work or self-reflection, we're not even aware of our identity. You know, some of us are given our identity culturally or um, in terms of our sexual orientation or where we live or our profession. Mm. And for me, I with, when I'm working with my clients, I like them to create what I call inspired identity. Who do you want to inspire yourself to be? Who do you want to create yourself to be? And the thing is that most people don't realize that they actually have a choice. Mm -hmm. So they are, like many of us are carrying around our beliefs from when we were six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 years old. So if we believe we are a certain kind of person, like, oh, Adele, you're really disorganized, or you're really, you, you, you are this or the other, then you just go, well, yeah, this is who I am. You know, after so many people who say, oh, that's just the way that I am. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah. and we don't even question, is that the way that I am? Or is that who I am? Is that who I identify myself to be? So it's an amazing question. And we can, I mean, we could talk for a long time on 
who we all identify ourselves to be. And the question that I would ask your listeners and your watchers are is, who are you? You know, if I was to meet you for a coffee, would you say, oh, I'm a mom, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm a, you know, you know I'm a stay-at-home mom or, or a, a wife or a mom? What, what is it? You know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Many people have never asked themselves the question. And when you do ask them the question, they struggle to answer. Mm-hmm. I've had that exact same experience. I've, you know, I asked the question quite a lot. Tell me about yourself. It's a very common question that we we ask each other very ca- casually as well. And people do exactly what you said. Most people will give a title of some nature. I am a doctor. I'm an accountant. I'm a businessman. I'm a I'm a, I'm a mum. I'm a dad. As though that sort of defines your whole identity. And I think you're absolutely right, Adele. I think the reason people don't answer that question in a different way is because we've never really given ourselves the space to try and understand that better about ourselves. And I was actually speaking to a, a client yesterday, and what came up also was there's this sense of fear as well about being alone with your own thoughts, with your own beliefs, with your own self that you sometimes don't want to know as well. What's your experience in that in that regard? A brilliant point, actually. Um, so your brain, I mean, your brain is designed the way that it is designed. As you know, it's, it's designed to make you survive, right? It's not designed to keep you happy. You, you know, it's just like fight or flight. You're, it, it wants you to stay alive. So what happens is familiarity mm. is the is is the comfortable way of being even if it's really not comfortable even if it's causing us pain so your brain likes to feel um that it's in familiarity so change for us humans is actually really frightening on an unconscious level it's not something that we wake up and and say oh i'm I'm too scared to change. You know, I, I really want to change my diet, for example, but I'm, I'm fearful of losing the weight or I'm fearful of getting fitter or healthier. It's something that's so unconsciously embedded and uh, generational and maybe even ancestral if we want to have a look at it through a spiritual viewpoint. Um, and so it's just that simply that change, that unfamiliarity is frightening to our brain. Mm. So again, we have to sit in that space with absolute faith and trust sometimes. Mm. And you ha- I believe you have to do a fair amount of work on yourself to get to that place where you have that space, that ability to trust in your own thoughts, trust in your own beliefs, trust in your own worthiness, that you are able to make a change for the better and you are able to question your identity and create one that is right for you and not just the one that your parents gave to you or your Mm. culture gave to you or your school gave to you. Mm. So it's, it's, is again, creating that space to enable people to create literally from a heart space, from a space of love and a space of pure potential Mm. of who they could be and not who society or family or religion um, or whatever it is tells them that they are. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's pick up on that then in terms of change. And that's almost that forward facing view of life that changes about growth and evolution and, and looking forward. And of course, today, we're talking about the connection between identity and success. And success can also feel like something that is in the future as well. Um, but I think it was Albert Einstein, wasn't it? He said that imagination is more important than knowledge. So that sense of being able to imagine your future, your future success and imagine your future identity can also be quite difficult for some people to do because, and this was from Dr. Gilbert's talk as well and his research, which he published in Science, didn't he, a couple of, uh, couple of years ago, I think it was 2013, where his research showed that people do find it easier to think about the past than to imagine the future. So what do you say about that in terms of creating your future identity? Why do you believe that it can sometimes be so difficult for us? Um, the I believe that the, the chunk is big. It's a too big a set. Mm. So I people don't have the skills and the knowledge and the understanding to actually break it down. So when I'm talking to my clients, I would say, well, what's the next level of success? What's the next rung? Rather than, you know, if we've got a huge business goal, we look here and we're looking up thinking, wow, that's a big mountain. We have got to, you know, we've got to uh, get up the whole mountain, mm. but not just one step at a time. So let's take the first chunk of the mountain. What does that look like? You know, what's the next level of success for you? And what do you need to believe about yourself in order for you to be there? And what does you, do you need to say to yourself in order for you to be there rather than looking up and going, wow, that is just like it's so, so far in advance. That's that's too overwhelming. And I feel that people get trapped with feeling and thinking that it's just too much for them and they don't have the belief or the ability for them, them themselves to get there. And especially if, say, for example, nobody's ever gotten there in their family, nobody who they know is at that space of that new level of success, it can be very overwhelming and feel like it's just unrealistic, which again, that unrealistic terminology is... Um, I feel like it's misleading because what is realistic? You know, people are, are breaking boundaries and, and uh, smashing, you know, uh, let's talk about Roger Bannister, right, with the four-minute mile, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm. He he broke that um, record and then within seven weeks, another six people had broken that same record. Mm. And it's, it's because the people around you maybe are not doing the same and you feel very out on a, on a, on your own and that, that nobody around you is, is breaking the mold. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like we have to have a look at what we perceive as our own reality mm. just to be able mm. to take the next step and then the next step and then the next step. Yes. So um, I would, I would ask people and invite people to say, what's the next level of success for you? And who do you need to identify yourself to be in order to get to that next level? Yeah, no, great point. I, I love that, like looking at the just that next step in your future, because I think it was Gordon Livingstone. He's a, a psychiatrist and he talked about humans needing three things to be happy. And those three things were around they need something to do and they need something to love and they need something to look forward to. So, again, looking 
forward to your future, to your future success, to the future person that you're becoming is something that sounds really important in order to create that sense of success. But you've got to take yourself with it, haven't you? You've got to create an identity that you take with you to match that sense of that future success, that future reality. So So how do you do this? How do you create an identity for a future that doesn't even exist yet? That's such an amazing question. So I I believe the first thing to do is to really question your beliefs. What do you believe about yourself that could potentially be holding you back in the past? Mm. You know, what is it that you believe about yourself that may be keeping you stuck? Have a look at a specific area in your life that you're wanting to make changes in and think, what is it that I believe about you know about myself in that specific area and I think that um, I gave you the example and I, I always use myself as a reference point because I do a lot of this work on myself you know I think it was last year when I looked at my beliefs and thought I've, I've been believing as a businesswoman that I'm really bad with money you know can you imagine how that's showing up for me as an entrepreneur as a businesswoman and how I'm I'm then managing myself and my business if I have an identity that I'm, um, you know, really bad with managing my finances. Oh, that's really interesting. And that, you know, I've worked on many limiting beliefs around my own self and my own success. I really shifted that. And when I shifted that, things started to really change for me. And it was only questioning that belief, that one belief about myself and my ability to manage things in one area of my life that shifted my identity, which then changed my reality. Mm. And so it can be really subtle and something that you may not even feel is that significant that you can simply just question it what is it that I believe about myself in this specific area of my life Mm. and one um, an area that I've worked in uh, passionately for the last seven years is anxiety I've helped people to overcome anxiety in a very short space of time and so many people have said to me I've always been anxious I'm just an anxious person. I was born anxious. Whoa, really? Mm. And, you know, I had had a client who was, you know, beautiful, very successful lady. And she believed, oh, I've always been a warrior. And I I traced it back. It was what, you know, a teacher said to her when she was nine years old, when she forgot her homework book, she was like, she went back to school to pick it up. And the teacher said, oh, you are always such a warrior. And from there, she created the belief that she was always worried. And over time, over 30 years, that worry turned into anxiety. So we challenged that belief and implemented a few other things around it. And, you know, the anxiety just melted away because she no longer identified herself as somebody who was an overthinker who was an, a warrior mm. she was much more I'm calm and relaxed I can handle what life throws at me I'm a resilient person and we shifted the beliefs and of course what she did then is rewire her central nervous system through her own language patterns mm. and this is where it gets really exciting <laughs> you know for me it's just like really just fires me up because really challenging that language that you're using to yourself every single day questioning the beliefs and your identity can shift just a little you know change the needle just a little bit and Mm -hmm. changing the needle just shifting it a little will bring a new energy 
bring a new vibration, rewire your own neurological pathways, rewire nervous system. And anxiety and depression can just drop away, as you know, right? And then when you're not anxious or depressed, then you see new business possibilities and new levels of potential are reached. And Mm -hmm. it can be one little belief that you question and drop away and all of a sudden you have a whole new identity. It gets really exciting. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And I, you know, looked at lots of research on this as well. And when you look at MRI scans and functional MRI scans, of people who are making almost these positive affirmations about their identity, that change in belief of who I am. And the areas of your brain that are lighting up are very, very closely coordinated with those areas where you take action. So it's exactly that. Changing your beliefs changes your action. And there's such a strong correlation um, with that as well. And there's a lot of popularization around this as well, uh, as well as it coming from a neurological neuroscience space. There's also um, lots of a great leaders who have commented on this as well. I know there's a Mahatma Gandhi quote about how your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your destiny. And there's lots of variations on this. I'm sure many listeners will have will have heard of, of that. But this is all coming down, as you say. Uh, the exciting part is that this is this is real physiological change in your brain. It's not just quotes or concepts. There is actually something very specific that you have got the ability to change and control when you take the pathway of changing your own beliefs and taking your identity along with that, which I, which I absolutely love. But I think there's something a bit further as well, because I love the, the sense of the visualization and the belief work, etc. But it takes another step as well, doesn't it? It takes action. It takes courageous action to then move forward into doing what it takes to reach your success goals. What are your thoughts around that? So you have to really, that's such a good point as well, because there's going to be a disparity at first. Um, And, you know, we can say, I'll change your belief. But if you've had the belief about yourself for 30 years, and I'll use, again, the language that you can use, this is my area of expertise as an NLP master, um, the language is really powerful. And so we have to, the first step for me is to create congruence in your own body. And I'll use something really simple. So if we're talking to somebody who's never had any confidence and we're all of a sudden saying, okay, tell yourself that you're really com- uh, you're really confident, mm-hmm. the brain's going to be like, no, I've never been confident. <laughs> what? You know, you're telling me something that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And so it's just softening things a little bit more. So it's being able to say something like, I get more confident every single day, every single day, in every single way I'm able to feel more confident my confidence levels grow and my confidence levels grow in a new way and I'm collecting evidence to make this my new truth and every single day the evidence is stacking up and therefore I'm now able to step into this new level of reality for myself and isn't this wonderful all of a sudden in 63 days you've rewired your neurological pathways and you are a new level of confidence now it doesn't mean to say that you're fully confident in every area because you know that's you know it takes some time as you say um to to manifest this and to enable it to be reality mm-hmm. so changing the language closing the gap so it feels congruent in your own body because you have to think and feel so your heart and mind is in coherence you have mm-hmm. to be um congruent in your heart and your mind so we a lot of people um and a, a lot of people can intellectualize all of this, but it's so important. We have to get the body on board. Yeah. See, if you're if you're telling yourself one thing and your body's going, Mm-mm, this is not 
I'm not feeling it. It's, it's a full body no for me. Then mm. it, change isn't going to happen. Yes. So we have to create this in every single muscle, nerve, and fiber of our being. Mm. And that has to happen by creating softening language, language that you can then believe and then grow. See, what we focus on grows, right? Mm -hmm. So as we focus and choose one area where we want to make a small change and soften the language, grow it, collect evidence for it, and then we can start to create the new reality from there. But we have to have everything in alignment for, in order for that to happen long-term, mm -hmm. in, my, in my honest opinion. Yeah, no, and I love the way you've, you've softened that and added a lightness to it because some of this can feel very weighty work as well, can't it? But the moment you add that lightness to it, you add some fun to it, you add the sense of curiosity and intrigue and discovery and journey, it feels like something that is achievable that you do want to engage in and, and learn more about yourself. And this is what this piece of work is about. It's about learning who you are, knowing your own identity. It reminded me of something that I use um, with my clients quite a lot as well, is really talking about glancing in the rear view mirror as well a little from time to time. So if you imagine driving, most of us are driving looking forwards because that's the safest thing to do. But every now and again, we do need to look back in that rear view mirror just to kind of see how far we've come. Because when you're looking forward all the time, success can feel out of, out of sight, mm -hmm. can't it, and out of reach. But if you recognize how far you've come, how much you have changed, how much your identity has changed, then you can feel this sense of, of journey and feel this desire to continue with it. So I certainly do sort of talk about that as an analogy, which is, you know, celebrate that success, celebrate that, that change, that, that connection with yourself. Um, Daily. It has to be, especially, you know, if you're on a big journey, well, all of us are on a big journey, but mm. I call it the five wins. So yeah, you know, it's, it's five gains, five wins. What did you do well today? Especially if you have been a person historically who has been harsh on yourself mm. if maybe you've always thought about what you haven't done you know the areas of your life that where you're not up to scratch or the bits of your to-do list that you've never completed if you are you know focused on what you haven't done it's really important to to focus on what did I what did I do well today you know look in the rearview mirror like you said just small bits again little mm. chunks at a time so it's not too overwhelming See, we don't often see our journey, do we? And we like as individuals, we might not be moving forward quick as quick as we'd like. Mm. So, so it is like looking in the rearview mirror and saying, I did really great today. You know, I ticked off three things that I that was really important. Or, you know, it's starting simply, starting small for people who are new to this work. I feel that. You don't have to say, oh, you know, I com I, I completed a degree or, you know, I, I, I U-turned my whole business or whatever it is. It's like, okay, I knew I know that I exercised today. I ate nutritionally well today. I, you know, did my meditation today. Whatever it is, whatever area of your life you're working on, just give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. I feel that us, uh, not exclusively, but, you know, women in business, I feel that we're, um, quite harsh on ourselves and my new my new uh, motto is grace and gratitude and I'm really aligned my two new words for this month are, have just been 
give ourselves grace, you know, give ourselves grace. I think it's so, and I feel it's so important. So whilst creating this um, identity for success, Mm. let's be graceful, let's be kind to ourselves because it's so, so important. More kindness, more compassion, more grace. Mm. And that again, lifts the energy. Like how does that feel in your body right now? It feels so much better, right? It's that lightness, it's that energetic shift. Mm. And in that moment, we have the space then that you were talking about before to to then like create that space and that momentary moment of um presentness which Mm. again gives Mm. us the ability to create our new an inspired identity every single day yeah oh i love that absolutely love that and especially that contrast with the energies we often think of striving for success as needing to be in warrior mode all the time and constantly go 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 and have that level of energy but you can still have that level of energy with this calmness and this serenity that goes with it there's there's that sense of calm energy also being able to take you in the direction that you you want to go so thank you thank you so much um, adele and now here is your lifestyle first prescription your three activating actions to take you from knowing to doing so Let's try and just narrow this down a little bit. You've shared so much with us, but I would love you to to leave us with three actions. I'm very much about going from knowing to doing. So translating what you've been talking about into, into three key actions that listeners can take today when they're looking at identity and success. So what I would recommend is if you haven't already got a journal, please get one, a nice little notebook that you write in every single day. Remember, it takes 63 days to rewire your neurological pathways. So 21 days to embed a thought or a program and another 42 days to make it. um, You're like planting the seed, you're nurturing the seed. So I would recommend that you commit to 63 days and you focus on small area of your life that you'd like to shift and think about what do I need to believe? So I like to create five wants, five desires, write them down, and it can feel repetitive every day, or it can shift a little bit. And this is your stuff. Well, you know, there's no tests, there's no exams. So, so uh, write down uh, five desires every single day, and then think about what do I need to believe about myself in order for those to happen. And write down, write down them underneath, and think about I believe this about myself, and talk about it in the present moment and the personal moment. I am, I, as I said before, I get more confident every day. Um, whatever it may be for you, and then the last thing and the final thing and the life-changing energy giving thing is be really grateful let's start being really grateful for what we have in this moment and then in this moment and then in this moment and then from that moment that's where we create more energy a more vibrational lift so that we are able to see the new potential and the possibilities that this new identity is going to bring forth Oh, gosh, thank you so much. I'm very grateful that you've shared what you have in this present and personal moment as well. So thank you so much, Adele. And I'm sure people listening are going to want to connect with you, find out more. So tell us what's the best way to reach you. So um, I'm on LinkedIn as Adele Marie Hartson, the Mindful Leadership Coach. Um, my website, adele-marie.co.uk, um, Adele Marie Coach on Instagram, Adele Marie Hartson on Facebook or Adele Marie Coaching. Um, I'm I'm the only Adele Marie Coach around, so, so um, <laughs> luckily enough. 
Um, so yeah, you'll you'll find me on all socials. Lovely. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be open and interested to hear from any of the, uh, the people that you are um, connected to. That'd be amazing. Also, we have our own retreat venue in Bedfordshire. So if anybody wants, I'm, I'm talking to you from my yoga studio here. So if any of your listeners want to um, run their own retreats or, or come and visit our retreat venue, then the the retreat at Oakmead is also another. Um, platform that we have wonderful thank you thank you so much i'll put all of your links on there onto the show notes as well so people will be able to to reach out for you and hopefully visit your your beautiful location as well thank you so much thank you so much for having me i'm very grateful to you too you're very welcome (laughs) which now simply leaves me to wish everyone listening a happy healthy day thanks for joining us on the lifestyle first podcast making self-care as easy as one, two, three. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and we'd love it if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. To learn more or to arrange a consultation, please visit www.dralkapatel.com. See you next time.